0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 13 of The Media Beat with Maureen and Claire. I'm Oliver Turnbull and it is always my pleasure and it remains my pleasure uh, to introduce Maureen Kerr, as we know is the senior partner in the media division of Arthur D. Little, a management consultancy, indeed the oldest management consultancy in the world, as we call ourselves. And she advises many clients, uh, including people who invest in the media industry and also in terms of media strategy all over the media sphere. And one of her closest associates over many years, of course, is Claire Tavernier, Uh, And she has worked in-house. She has worked as a consultant, again, across the media industry in a variety of roles, including creative. I shall say hello first to Maureen. Hello, Maureen.
1: Hello, Oliver.
0: And I shall now say hello to Claire. Hello, Claire.
1: Hello, Oliver. (laughs)
0: as usual we have a packed agenda Uh, obviously there's one thing that we can't not talk about given what's happening around us as we record and that's the layoffs at Facebook and Twitter and the ongoing drama at Twitter uh, which is better than a soap opera Um, Maureen and Claire have plenty to say about that and we're also of course uh, in the week where the Disney results have just come out Uh, And we'll be doing a deepish dive on that, picking out the facts that are most interesting to us and uh, those that we would like to comment on. We've got our usual rumours section, of course, a couple of items on there and a special long short, as if this show isn't special enough, um, focusing on social media. So we'll do a special long short at the end, focusing on social media. Though, without further ado, it's all going off, uh, as we say, in the UK, uh, in, in, in the, in the twi- world of Twitter, due to a very famous uh, gentleman throwing a rather large rock into the pond of the Twitterati. Um, Claire, perhaps uh, I can get your views first on what on earth is going on and what's going to happen.
2: Yes. um, I had uh, an interesting conversation with my husband. I said, isn't it really meta to see all these people on Twitter talking about the demise of Twitter, which is what's happening at the moment? (laughs) And and he said, I thought Mesa was another company. So obviously, he's not familiar (laughs) with that expression. But uh, anyway, we... They're, obviously, Twitter is in meltdown. It's worth also reminding ourselves, it's, it's only a, about a week ago, that Facebook themselves laid off 11,000 employees, which was, a, or, or, although incredibly, only 13% of their workforce was a pretty massive layoff. And yes, I I actually think that in these two cases, we are seeing the the typical failure of a company to move beyond their charismatic founder uh which in both cases is proven to lead to what i think is really bad corporate governance to be honest uh which has led to to major problems now the problems at meta slash facebook are, are much less critical at the moment thankfully for them than the problems at twitter and that's partly because it's a much bigger and much more diversified business which has a a more stable advertising um, revenue stream, which isn't endangered yet. But in both cases, we're seeing we're seeing a lack of uh, depth of management. We're seeing uh, the board not not interrupting uh, activities when they should. Uh, And we are seeing, I think, a lack of the side of governance that's not directly shareholder prices, share price led. Beyond that, obviously, both of these businesses are hugely uh, exposed to advertising and to digital advertising specifically, uh, and are being impacted by a number of things, including, although not only, the the fact that Apple has really restricted the use of third party cookies on all of their apps and strangled a lot of their potential revenue sources, especially, that's especially true of Facebook and Meta. So. It's not an easy time to be working in tech or in social media right now, to be honest. And a lot of, I think, very talented people will be looking for jobs. So if you're hiring, now is the time to do it.
0: Yeah, you get the talent leaving when there's a big shock to the system like this. The talent leaves, you get left with the deadwood, and then uh, what are you getting rid of? Just one point on corporate governance. We talk about this a lot in management consultancies. you might imagine, Uh, and it's sometimes unclear to people, but it's, I suppose, the structure of management and the way decisions are made. And I guess you could say um, an example of bad corporate governance is allowing the founder to spend billions on what might turn out to be a folly. Um, and I suppose Zuckerberg and, and you're talking about the metaverse I <laughs> uh, will sort of yeah I was yeah
2: no I mean the, for me corporate governance yes it's the management but it's also the board so all of these companies uh, have a board of directors which represents the uh, the interests of the shareholders uh, and are meant to be keeping an eye on things and represent a sort of Checks and balances for management. There normally is also a good management team in place that provides checks and balances to each other. But certainly, that's the that's the board's ultimate responsibility is to ensure that the company is governed in a way that is appropriate. And I think in in both of these cases, I would question whether they've
1: done that. Oh, where do we start? I think I think I think the I think Claire touches on a couple of really interesting points here. And when a company is listed, of course, you know. Uh, a board and its shareholders representation uh is there as either a non-executive director or or, or a company uh executive director uh, and 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 i think with twitter what's really you know highlighting some fundamental uh corporate government governance issues is you know um if we think back mr mr elon musk came in as an activist really he he came in uh, he surreptitiously <laughs> uh, uh, bought up quite a significant number of shares on the floated free-floating market. Uh, he didn't you know acknowledge that he didn't file that he didn't do it appropriately um, and has got a slap wrist by the SEC uh, you know which is the Securities Exchange Commission um, and he's always in trouble with the SEC you know uh, he dropped he used to drop notes on uh, on Twitter about Tesla, Tesla going. In this direction or that direction, and he actually moves markets. He he moves markets in a in a very price sensitive way. So, uh, uh, the issue we find with Twitter is the guy took the business private, and there isn't a board. Uh, He is the sole director of this private business. There was a board. There was. Yeah, exactly. There there, there was there was a board that basically sat there and said, "Oh my God, there's this man offering." Um, a significant premium to the current share price, you know. And the board itself really should be slap-wristed for not having a coherent, long-term strategy for Twitter. Um, And and the only thing on the table was Elon Musk's uh, significantly uh, high uh, valuation and high price for this business. And as a board, you know, I mean, significant premium. I mean, we're talking, you know, (laughs) 50-odd, Uh, Dollars per share, which was 45 billion, and and it's never been worth that. It's never been you know at those dizzy heights. And so the board, what can the board do? The board needs to you know comply to its fiduciary duty and basically accept it because there was nothing else on the table. But but the sad thing about that is that uh, there should be more than just price and valuation. There should be consideration of what. What is the intention, strategic intentions of someone coming in to take a business private? You know, someone that should really be considering labour laws, someone that should seriously be considering uh, the, the, the economy, someone who should seriously be considering, you know, individual staff members. And of course, this person comes in and gives people, you know, a week's notice to say, you've got to either accept what I say is uh, a working day or you're out, you know, and 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 and, and no one can do anything about it. So, I mean, this is terribly, terribly bad governance, but no one can actually do anything because it's in private hands. Now, of course, you know, if you flip over and across to Tesla, the staff wrote a letter openly criticising Elon Musk. And guess what? He's fired them. And all they can do is take him to court. And that's what they're doing. So this guy is probably going to have more court filings than donald trump you know and that's something to <laughs> something to note you know um so so, so back but back, back to back to what can you do um uh, under under private under private ownership uh, you really have to just look to the laws of the country for uh, employment uh, law regulations and i and I, I think that that needs to be seriously considered that you know I don't think the government could do anything, but guess what? People are walking with their feet. People are reacting. Um, Of course, on Thursday, when um, Elon Musk decided to uh, basically put forward certain restrictions, uh, again, a second set of restrictions to say, you either accept these, you must come to work, um, or I will give you three months severance. And of course, guess what? Nobody was complying to that. He then came back and said, oh, actually, if you can work remotely, your supervisor will allow you. But of course, everybody is walking with their feet. Everybody's talking with their feet and everybody is exiting. So uh, this could well be the death of, uh, knell of Twitter. Or alternative, alternatively, people are saying, this is just one of those things where in three months time, we'll say, oh, well, it's slimmed down, it's leaner. Uh, Twitter then can come back to the market with a pared down uh, business model uh, that advertisers will flock back to. I doubt it, I doubt it, but that's kind of the situation we find ourselves in. I'll stop. And because-
2: just, I, I will I will say one more thing on this, because we really shouldn't move to, to, to Disney, but it's a, it's a fascinating topic. And it's, yes, I'm going back to the board. Because I do think, yes, the board acted within their fiduciary duty, but they didn't have an obligation to sell. And what they, ha- what I think they had an obligation to do is to vet the plan properly. And because there'd been all this history of Elon Musk making, you know, talking about free speech, et cetera, there was a lot of data there to consider in terms of the impact of him owning Twitter outright. So, yes, they acted in the direct financial interest of the shareholders, but I would argue that that's not the only responsibility of a, of a uh, board of directors and the other responsibilities they didn't they didn't act in uh and they may actually under under the lower law which is where uh twitter is incorporated they may be they may be taken to court for it at some point i don't think so but it's not impossible to think about it
1: but but, but claire i I would definitely agree with you on that note because there were many calls by the um uh, by the community by the staff not by the board to say what are your plans, and of course Elon did have an audience with the staff, and asked the staff asked loads of questions, and got very very weak and feeble responses to what what are your plans for Twitter, you know post deal, and and there was there was not much by way of responses. I mean Scott Galloway is. A man to go to that follow that uh that story from start to finish with i do not believe this is the right thing to do and look all of his responses to the staff all his responses to journalists have been weak and vague and all he's trying to do is get out of this deal he has no intention of buying his business it is really just to save uh his uh, skin in terms of any delaware court or other uh, Taking him to court because he wants to opt out uh, of this particular offer. Um, so I, I agree with you, Claire. I, 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 I just, just just, let's just, just see how um, whether anyone will take the ball to court. But I doubt if that will be the case. I mean, some, some employees may decide to, or some fantastic lawyer uh, may represent a whole bunch of uh, employees. I wonder who's going to step up to the plate to do that. It's almost like, you know, let's go after the tobacco industry let's go after social media platforms, you know? Yeah. Never, you never know. You never know.
0: It's a very funny story, isn't it? It used to be a bit of a soap opera. Oh, what's this crazy guy from South Africa going to do next? But it's turned a bit serious and sinister now. And people's lives are at risk, and employment law is being flouted. Uh, and in fact, people are being forced into financial decisions which are not in the good uh, of, of anybody. It's strange to think that there may be a possibility of Twitter dying because it's become so much part of our lives. Really, what's it going to be replaced by? But anyway, maybe that's a debate for another another time. Uh, we better move on, Maureen. I'm going to go back to you now. If you could um, just give us the highlights for the Disney results and the implications thereof um, and we'll get Claire to comment on that as well so um, what are the uh, what are the big uh, the big attention grabbing items from the Disney results
1: uh, yes uh, so um, uh, it, it not 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 that great actually quite myth mixed and I think they, the results missed quite a significant number, I know, across the board. And as we know, Disney's got several divisions, um, uh, including parks, recreation, of course, it's got the entertainment, it's got linear networks and the like. So uh, we were quite surprised, you know, um, and maybe this is a bellwether, you know, for us, you know, getting going into 2023. So let's just 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 quickly sort of do a... Uh, 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 um, a scan of of some of these some of these results by 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 segment. So um, so as I say, it's sort of you know much higher streaming losses uh, and lower Disney Park uh, revenues and margins. Um, again, you know slightly problematic for 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 Disney here. Um, I, I'm going to just sort of hone in on something which I think is really fascinating, and that is um, ESPN and sports. Uh, significantly you know better than than predicted and, and and let's not forget let's not forget that it was just a short short while ago that Claire and I were talking about uh, the rumors well the facts in the market where um, uh, the various activists or one activist in particular had had forced the hand of the board to consider selling ESPN um, and then once uh, disney had received significant inbound interest um, and high valuations for the business, they took it off the market. So this one has really proven to, to be a crown, uh, a jewel in the crown for, for, for Disney. I've got some great plans for uh, fiscal year 23. Uh, we're all awaiting the uh, strange world of animation film to come out. Um, uh, the, the, the disappointing results of parks was, was particularly, you know, significant on the, on the revenue, uh, on the margin side. Um, um, and as I say, uh, the 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 only real kind of you know, uptick uh, was around around the sports sports. Side. And
2: my observation is uh, is the, the Disney said in their results, or sort of, you can sort of work out that they are going to be spending on content thirty billion dollars uh this year in 2023 which is uh pretty much what they spent last year to 30 billion dollars i mean this is in line to be honest with their competitors but it's an enormous amount to, to put it in in perspective they are going to they're earning their operating income on the linear networks and by this i mean the channels and they still have a lot of very big channels like you know, apart from the disney channels they have abc they have espn the channel there's you know this this, this isn't a business that stopped producing broadcast channels, that's $1.7 billion. So compare that to the 30 billion that they're spending in content with not a huge visibility on how they're going to recoup that investment anywhere in the short term and with higher uh, um, in interest rates which makes it harder to plan to to justify long-term positive long-term outlooks it's uh, that's the sort of thing that the market is looking at and thinking mm, here's a business that's the you know the traditional part of the business is going down and will continue to go down uh, and in me and they're investing enormous amounts of money into something that's not you know, while we can see that there is consumer take-up, the business model is far from proven. It's also interesting to compare this 30 billion dollars in content with the 15 billion dollars that uh, Zuckerberg is investing in the Metaverse. That's been highly criticised, including by me. But actually, it's only half of a year of Disney content, so that's something to keep in mind. Well, I,
1: I just, I just think it's. I keep going back to sports. So, um, I, I, I think, I think, I think she's absolutely right. Sort of 30 billion. Uh, is double its nearest you know uh, competitors uh, um, investment in, in content I mean we're only seeing sort of you know 15 16 18 billion from the likes of uh, you know Netflix and, 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 and Amazon and it, and, it, and it's very difficult to sort of see we where that is going or where that in, that is anticipated to go um, and and yet the street hasn't sort of penalized it uh, you know as much as given the results are quite mixed Hasn't penalized it as much as, say, everyone jumping on uh, Zuckerberg for for spending, you know, fifteen billion on uh, the the metaverse. Um, but 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 reality labs, I think, um, you know, still is a way to go in terms of uh, in terms of monetization of that of that of that fifteen billion. Um, Disney, by contrast, um, is spending it in known things so we know it's going to be across film it's going to be across you know um animation it's going to be across you know um uh, a strong ip that it would be able to amortize over a significant number of years um so 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 i guess i guess there's a reality check there of uh we have no idea what uh, reality labs is going to produce apart from maybe some some headsets and some AR and VR, uh, we have no visibility across what uh, Zuckerberg is is, is is planning to do. However, I kind of think that we know and trust that Disney will, through its uh, through its appropriate systems and it's a uh, uh, and it's a uh, good CEO stewardship, uh, we know where that's probably going to go. So I, I, and, I, yeah. and and appropriate board
2: governance, as we saw with I, the I, SBN story.
1: I was about I was setting setting it up for you, Claire. (laughs) I was setting that up for you, Claire. I really was. (laughs) This is a legacy business that's that's been absolutely properly managed. Um which which goes back to the point of um if you look at the other tech 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 giants. So for example, um if you if you look to Meta, if you look to Alphabet, you know, if you if you look to let look to Amazon, uh their ways and approaches to um, let's say consider right sizing their business for this current economic environment is so different from the way then, let's say, let, that 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 Elon Musk has taken a sledgehammer to its his own sort of you know, vehicle, investment vehicle and own business, which is it was extraordinary that you can do it properly, you can right size a business, you can pivot the business strategically as well. Oh, in order to you know leverage and optimize the new environment that we're in, and you only have to go across. I mean, Ender did a fantastic piece uh, this week on on how the stri- strategies of these three businesses are, are looking carefully at how they can optimize one new technologies, two new audiences, and different revenue models. Um, and and it's just it's just so smart adult in the room type of behavior compared to. Compared to Twitter and what's happening at Twitter, I know we pivoted there just, just, just on that, on that, on that note. But I think it is about you know good executives in boardrooms um, leveraging excellent management consultants as well to to, to really <laughs> to really <laughs> execute those strategies
2: to really execute those. I strategies. mean, I, you, you go to Microsoft as <laughs> another example. I mean, Microsoft feels like a really old company now, but it's not that old, and it it's managed the exits of its founders relatively gracefully given circumstances and has you know again solid management solid governance and and has pivoted several times actually continues to pivot now owns both linkedin and very soon activision blizzard and is looking at other acquisitions so you know it's just won the advertising business for netflix these are all new ventures for microsoft and they've, they've done they've moved they've moved at the right time in the right way so it's possible it's absolutely possible
1: I, I, and I know we keep beating up say Mark Zuckerberg but if, if you think about it he's he's also reacted um, uh, agile in a very agile manner but, but basically sort of pausing you know some of that investment and in reality labs and while they consider right sizing the business um, and looking strategically you know so and I, and I think that's also the same for alphabet and Amazon as well yeah um,
0: there's probably a paper to be written, or there probably has been many papers written already about how to gracefully exit the the the, the totem, um, mm. the, the the beloved leader, whether it's Bill Gates or whether it's Walt Disney, <laughs> although that's yeah. quite easy, uh, or, or, or well, I suppose maybe it wasn't that easy actually to lay the ghost to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, to all those um uh, great visionary leaders from Apple, Microsoft, uh, Twitter, and all of them. However. We have to move on. But there's a great thesis. And I love the golden thread of governance uh, running through our our uh, our items today. One sledgehammer governance versus what, Maureen, you would categorize, I think, as grown up governance and lessons that can be learned from that. Let's move on to rumours. Uh, Maureen, I'm going back to you. So we talked about Endeavour before uh, and Ari Emmanuel. Would it be OK if you just gave a quick overview of Endeavour and why and what uh, is the rumour surrounding it?
1: So, so uh, as, as as we know, Endeavor uh, uh, or Ari uh, uh, took, took Endeavor public, and it's not really fared well by way of uh, uh, market response to that and its share price and over, overall valuation. But then a, lo- a lot of a lot of businesses are suffering in this uh, in this current climate. But I, I w- we've been monitoring we've been monitoring Endeavor quite closely because it's uh, it, it's fascinating how it's diversified its business as well. It's got sports, it's got wrestling, it's got you know, it's got it's got it's got film and TV as well. Uh, sorry, and talent. Um, and, and 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 for me, the bellwether uh, item that has surfaced, and of course, this is why it's in rumor section, is is the fact that Ari has come out and he's saying that uh, he has seen not a iota of um, uh, impact from, say, this economic recession uh, in a decrease in premium content spend. And I find that fascinating, absolutely, because everyone I speak to keeps saying, "Well, a recession is synonymous with cutting discretionary spend, cutting spend overall, cutting spend in content." And so, Ari coming out saying that is extraordinarily interesting. Um, and let's let's monitor that. Let's monitor that one.
0: Yeah, this story is going to run and run as we as we say uh, in in news. Um, Claire, have you got any anything you'd like to add to that?
2: on the on and ever no, i think they're they've been very smart in the way that they've managed their content strategy so i mean it's definitely i would definitely listen to what ari Emanuel says I may not always agree with him but he certainly understands the market very well
0: yeah that's right there's one thing about listening to what wise knowledgeable people and quite another thing about accepting what they're saying uh, some of my favorite commentators i disagree with um disagree with radically on some things uh, and i think that's probably a good thing because it means you're not you're not following blindly i'm staying with you claire um just a a few words on the uh itv studios and itv potential sale
2: yes well about a month ago itv said that they were looking at potential options to sell either all or part of their itv studio subsidiary. So, itv studio is the bit of itv that's Produces content, they produce content for ITV, but not only for all sorts of people, they have operations in lots of countries, they probably they, they produce a lot of content, including for the BBC, and Netflix. Uh, and they, they have a big presence in the US, they are one of the large global TV content producers and distributors in the world. So it'll be it's interesting that they've put, been put up for sale. In the meantime, I think yesterday, um, Hasbro announced that they were selling e1 which is a big producer of film and tv producer and distributor of film and tv content as well that they bought three years ago now they bought e1 for one reason and one reason only which was that they own peppa pig uh which as you can imagine for hasbro which is a toy manufacturer is a pretty big asset and they've already said that they would keep Peppa Pig as they sell e1 but they've they've said that they've been approached i think and maureen will have views on this it'll be interesting to see who might buy them I would suspect there'll be financial buyers, private equities, because because content is very hot right now, as we've just discussed, and something that, you know, be, is looks like a good investment. But equally, I think that there's a long history of financial buyers buying content, uh, producers, and not really knowing what to do with it and uh, messing it up. So I'm very curious to know what Maureen is thinking of it.
1: Yeah, that was a that was an interesting. I'll stick with e Entertainment One, um, and again another one that uh, had uh, a couple of activists come in at the early part of this year, putting pressure on Hasbro to 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 sell E One, but uh, there was a stay of execution um, for a short period of time, you know, and then of course over the summer, I think with uh, with some mixed results at uh, E One, and I think possibly driven by. You know, uh, limited number of films delivery. Um, maybe uh, you know one or two of the one or two of the TV shows and not 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 being picked up. Uh, but some interesting franchises sitting within E1. Um, I think the film delivery was probably due to just lack of productions. You know, so shouldn't be shouldn't have been penalised. But the new CEO at Hasbro now has said, uh, you know, I don't see any synergies. I don't really truly believe in the underlying rationale of acquiring E1, aside from acquiring Peppa Pig, <laughs> um, and uh, where there's a fantastic uh, synergy across merchandise licensing and exploitation of Peppa Pig across you know TV, film, theme, theme parks and the like. So I think I think I think I think um, I think you know they 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 lasted six months of trying to sort of save uh, sort of stay. Stay clear of a uh, uh, disposal, but 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 clearly, um, you know that they they, uh, they they they're, they're now basically they've got JP Morgan and Centerview to put it up for sale. Um, my my, I'm fascinated to see. There's still a bit of kids in there, um, and outside of Peppa Pig, so they have Little Cody, they have the Power Rangers, they have a few other things, and so I wonder if someone's going to ask to maybe split the business. And maybe go after uh, kids versus TV film, um, but but Claire, as you rightly point out, I think I think there's even though we've seen mixed results of financial sponsors coming in and trying to uh, invest in and build, uh, you know, large media companies, um, I still think that hasn't scared them off. Uh, so um, you know, you see legendary films in. Uh, as a portfolio company of Apollo, um, I, I I think this would be an interesting fit. You know, um, Apollo. If you don't know, you should be buying E1, um, and we can help you. I uh, uh, I reckon I reckon that there will be significant sort of private equity interest, but 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 it will have to be with a management team that they'll either have already in their portfolio or then they have to sort of bring on because I, I'm not quite sure if the C-suite. Uh, are going to continue to be around where they will be placed. Uh, uh, I know some of them have already left, you know, so uh, it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, financial sponsors for sure uh, will be interested in looking at this. Um, yeah, an interesting one. And then back to ITV studios, it's, that's an interesting one, because um, I, I think ITV is in a really interesting place if they just waited out. I think With this pivot away from subscriptions into advertising, video on demand, you know, uh, and and their sort of you know imminent launch of ITVX with their good relationships with content producers and their own content and IP, Uh, I think ITV is probably in a stronger position than it ever has been in the last decade. So I, I wonder, I wonder if it is the right time to sell. And if you could really seriously split out ITV Studios from the main business, I'm, I'm not sure how much crossover there is between those two and one feeds the other. So, um, yeah, interesting times. Media is just explosive in terms of uh, M&A activities. So, yeah, it's, it's fun times and busy times for us.
0: It's funny, in some ways, you'd probably consider ATV sort of a fusty old brand, but clearly there's uh, enormous value there. And a beautiful advertisement for management consultancy investment services, Maureen, just buried in the middle of that commentary there. Uh, I thought that was uh, extremely impressive that, uh, and to, to uh, I uh, remind us. There
2: was this stealth filling inserted.
0: Well, exactly, yes. The heritage of Arthur D. Little at the heart of uh, many a uh, media investment deal. Um, I think uh, in the interest of time, we better get on to long and short. It's a social media special, so it's going to be a lightning quick uh, long and short, unless there's um, particular commentary to be made. Um, so we've, 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 we're have we've going to ask it on pretty much all the social media platforms, not absolutely all of them, but all the ones that you've heard of, uh, and um, maybe a couple of you haven't even heard of. But uh, let's kick off off with a few obvious ones so I'll go to you first Maureen Facebook long short Uh, uh, short Claire Uh, short golly I'm quite interested in that Uh, Twitter uh, Claire
2: short (laughs) very short potentially
0: (laughs) dwarf Maureen
1: Uh, flicker Flicker, flicker, short. Wow,
0: short, <laughs> yeah. short as possibly be micro. Uh, that's interesting. That it'd be great to watch as an outsider. Uh, YouTube, Maureen. Uh, long. Yeah, yeah uh, Claire?
2: Long, okay. Long, and it's it's also gone be. I, I know it should be included in the list, but it's gone beyond the social network now, which is why it's long.
0: Yeah, no, I thought you'd say that. No disagreement yet. How annoying. Snapchat, Claire.
2: Ooh, i'm gonna go short on snapchat i think maybe i don't know i'm, I'm not sure how
1: what their longevity is
0: mm. I, I i can't see the usp but the kids love it still in
1: mm. yeah sorry I'm, I'm agreeing with claire again short yeah yeah i'm mm. you know layoffs there too and i just no clear vision from my perspective outside in that is
0: yeah a lot of these things just do one thing don't they quite well with snapchat it's things disappearing and stuff and you just think really is that going to sustain uh pinterest maureen
1: you don't hear much of pinterest uh, uh i looked at this share price actually sorry i would I, it's a note that i made and you know it's only down 33 percent compared to meta at 66 percent and amazon at 43 percent and snap at 76 percent so something's keeping it there so i'm gonna go long on pinterest
0: it's a strange world where losing a third of your value is not bad. <laughs> uh, Pinterest, Claire.
2: I'm going to go long on Pinterest. I want to look at their user base, but I suspect they have a very stable and active user base and they've avoided a lot of the media storm of the recent the recent years and they seem to have a business model. So, you know, those are all good things.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, I don't really get it. I've got photo albums. But anyway, uh, TikTok, Claire.
2: Longish for now. Yes. They're at the beginning of their cycle, for sure.
0: Maureen? Long. (laughs) Yeah. I'm getting more and more into it uh well it's, it's so fun if you get if you get like more likes and then it's a bit depressing if you get less likes and you can say, Wait, what's wrong with my content by the way we need to get on tiktok the media beat on tiktok it has to be a thing uh be real maureen that's not a command that's uh the social <laughs> social network be real be real maureen
1: I, I thought i was being told off then um at <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, long Long, I love it. I love it I, because Claire, as uh, you know, she, she she introduced us to Be Real and I love it. And I, I keep going back onto it, so I keep forgetting to post though. But
0: no, no, I, love I was doing Be Real before Claire even mentioned it. I'm cool as well, oh, although she's got oh, more children than sorry. I have. Uh, Claire, uh, and we are Be Real buddies, um, and I enjoy your Be Reals. Uh, long or short?
2: Uh, long for now. I think maybe an acquisition target at some point. I like Be Real, I agree. I think it's fresh. It feels fresh, which is uh, an ac- accomplishment in this world of social media.
0: No, I like it. It feels fresh, but it, it, it it's a bit of a, it feels fad. But I mean, sorry, I'm not, I don't, I'm not paid to have an opinion. Uh, or indeed at all. <laughs> so uh, uh, here's one. Clubhouse, Maureen.
1: Uh, short. This, does it does this still exist? <laughs> I think it does. Somebody said that met someone on Clubhouse.
2: I'm a big short as well on Clubhouse. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know who still is. I don't know that I want to know who's still on there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a little look at it and it did it, it, it was again one good idea, but then again, it's not an idea that you can't do in other places. Ah, uh, LinkedIn. a uh, Claire.
2: Long on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is actually becoming the social network of reference for people over over twenty five. It's interesting the way it's being developed. The
1: big, big long on LinkedIn. Maureen? I love
0: LinkedIn. Yes, long. It's weird. It, 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 it looked like it was just going to be a sort of a database of CVs. But it, it's, again, you, it's very hard to see how these things evolve. And you're right. It's evolving to a really li- lively, interesting, um, grown-up, I'd say, um, social media. Um, so um, why am I commenting on this? This is not my job. Uh, Instagram, Claire.
2: Ooh. I don't know about Instagram. I, it's long. I'm gonna go with long. It's still, uh, I'm, and I'm doing this because my kids are still vaguely on it, which I think means it's not dead yet. Medium long.
0: Maureen, Ooh, that's a bit of cop out. Maureen.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna go short medium then. If if Claire's allowed to be medium long, <laughs> I'm gonna go short medium because 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 We're, because I think I think I think the <laughs> I think the reels the reels are. Uh, you know, I, I I hear a lot of complaints about the reels, and they and it and they'd rather do TikTok video than they would do reels. And so and and I I my own personal sort of uh, use is has dropped off considerably because it's become too complicated. <laughs> but then I'm I'm probably not the real audience. So I'm I'm short medium because I don't think Zuckerberg really knows what it wants to do and is interfering too much in Instagram.
0: direct of Instagram. The uh, the allowance of the different categories, of course, is, is really troubling my quiz master uh, persona. But anyway. Uh, oh, all right. So to answer the question, perhaps what do we do with Twitter dies? Uh, Mastodon. Claire.
2: So Mastodon has been coming up as a possible answer to Twitter I've opened my first account yesterday. Thankfully, Oliver also joined and is now my only friend on there. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna go
1: short. I'm not convinced yet. Maureen, I, I'm gonna go shh. I'm gonna go long right? Because I, I don't think there's an alternative. I don't think there's an alternative. I opened up an account yesterday, but I'm totally confused at which server I join. All the ones I want to join are in German and I I don't speak German. So I'm, I'm really struggling. Uh, but 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 I saw a newsletter yesterday and there's so much information up there redirecting people from Twitter to the site. So I think there's going to be a, a flood of interest because there's no alternative and and it might sort of well, let's 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 look at it again in January.
0: <laughs> so. yeah, it was difficult to it was difficult to find any friends. It was quite nice to find Claire in the end when I lo- logged on <laughs> yesterday. It was a bit complicated. It's very different. I remember our first set up set facebook and i thought oh this is going to be great uh, and did it with youtube of course obviously we started using it was really easy to use And you go oh yeah yeah this is going to be brilliant and same with um i think same with tiktok really but yeah with masterdom i thought oh this looks this looks like it's going to be hard work this looks like it might be for nerds you know um what about discord because that was a similar user experience for me uh, let's go to maureen first um short
1: hmm,
2: interesting i'm long on discord i've I think yeah, that's good. We can we can be different. That's I I know a lot of people from a lot of different places who use Discord. Some for business reasons, some for personal reasons. Some are teens, some are grown-ups. It seems to have created this there's a sort of sub culture that is very very active on Discord. Uh, whether it will find a business model I don't know I don't actually understand how it makes money if at all but it's certainly there and it's a it's a strong presence a slightly underground but a strong presence in terms of communication at the moment
1: I seem to associate it with I don't know why NFTs because I think people were and fan-based activity and so that's I, I, mm. I need to do a little bit more research in it. but yeah yeah I don't know what the business model is
0: There's an anthropological element to this as well, because the underground, the word you use there, Claire, some people quite like that, don't they? They like the idea that they're on something that other people don't know about. And there's a little community of like-minded individuals and some play to that. Fascinating, uh, because they can't all survive, um, because there's only a certain amount of things you can do on a social media. So finally, um, this is one that I've been really into recently. I really quite like it, which is Reddit. Uh, Start off with Claire. I bet you went there
2: to get some information on your bike.
0: It wasn't. It was ancestry. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a similar nerdy topic, which is is, quite narrow. Yeah,
2: I'm long on Reddit. I think it's gone past its teething problems of being, you know, the home of really weird people, and it's now it's it's a social network uh, which provides support and community to a lot of people actually. But it's also a search engine. People go to Reddit to find information on pretty much any topic. I go to Reddit when I want to know something. And uh, you know, product reviews, blah blah blah. It's it's the opposite of Discord in some ways because obviously it's completely open; everybody can see everything. Uh, but it, yeah, I think Reddit is in. It. It's I also survived the uh, departure of its founder, which is always good good, good news for a company. So I, I I'm I'm long on Reddit.
0: Maureen,
1: I'm, I'm long too for all of the above reasons. Yep. That
0: yeah, that sounds that sounds very honest so uh uh, uh, you guys agreed on everything except i can't even remember now there was one that you didn't agree with maybe it was uh, was it instagram was it pinterest snapchat it was snapchat you disagreed on uh, and then i disagreed but it doesn't really matter on be real which i think is a fact uh, that was good that we got through that pretty quickly um again we're over time as ever we think every time we're going to cut this down to half an hour 35 minutes we never can because there is so much to say and you know how to say it um so we'll cut it there for now uh, we're not going to do too much teasing on uh, guests, but we do have a, a very mouthwatering roster uh, of people that we hope are going to join us over the coming weeks. But for now, uh, episode 13 is out, uh, and it only um, uh, falls to me to say, Claire, thank you so much.
2: Thank you very much.
0: And Maureen, as ever, of course. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Oliver.
0: And all three of us will see you next time.